This is the Born Offside Podcast. It's the best podcast on football that's ever been. And that's while Jason is dying from the flu. Imagine how good it will be when he's healthy. Episode 14. Episode 14. It almost makes it sound like uh, uh, like some sort of TV series that we're getting through. Welcome to Born Offside. Uh, it, it's, you know, how, how is it possible to get so excited about football? Oh, it's just unbelievable. Even the most boring and dullest of matches are interesting. And today we will be covering exactly that on our show. Uh, the first boring and dull matches of the tournament. Yes, that's right. We have had our very first nil-nil. After 38 gold-blessed matches, we have it. Uh, Denmark, uh, France, thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, Why am I not surprised that it's Denmark and France uh, that have been able to supply us uh, with that? With uh, with me, Jason, and with Dave. Dave, are you are you there? I am. Is it you, Jason? I'm sorry. I thought from this tone of voice that we had a new a new host. Ah, uh, well, thank you very much. I've been working on this voice, actually. I've, it makes me feel more, uh, make, make, makes me sound more, more uh, coldy and uh, more, maybe more northern, maybe more Icelandic. Not entirely sure. But uh, yes, I do. I have uh, rugged, rough, a little bit rough around the Mate, edges. I feel like I should ask you a question to prove that it's you. Um, okay. When you told your missus that you were doing a football podcast, what did she say to you? She told me to fuck off. It is you. Let's carry on. All right, here we go. Uh, <coughs> please excuse the uh, uh, intermittent coughing and uh, 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 snorting and 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 snivelling and uh, there's not going to be much snorting, uh, but uh, uh, well, there might. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll see how this one goes. All right, and we'll kick off straight away. This has been. Uh, it's just. It's the World Cup that keeps on giving. I can't. I can't say it in any other way. You know, it's just. What a fantastic World Cup we're living through here. Uh, you know, it's uh, Mate, just, just, just wonderful. It's the emotion and it's the, ah. it's the synchronicity of things as they happen. I mean, Argentina versus Nigeria with uh, Iceland-Croatia was another compulsory two-screen. Mate, people complain that we live in, they call it the second-screen generation, right? That people are watching TV and tweeting about it at the same time. Like, generally speaking, when people use the term second-screen generation, they're complaining. I say thank the Lord for the second-screen, <laughs> mate. It's a beautiful thing. These games tonight, compulsory two-screen viewing. You couldn't watch one screen. Everybody in the, everybody in the office today has got... Every, you know, everyone's got their two screens on the go and people are panicking if they haven't got their second screen. Do you remember the days when you used to, you used to like check teletext for the scores? Yes, well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and then a little bit further for the fours, when there wasn't two screens, they might be showing it on two different channels and you'd be flicking through the channels uh, uh, as well. So you'd, you'd, it would, you were running a risk of, of missing something on one side and missing something on the other side. But uh, uh, that's just how we, how we used to do it. But yeah, multi-screening World Cups. Beautiful. Lovely. Uh, let, let, let's get straight into it because this, this has been a fantastic, another fantastic evening. Uh, um, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get straight into the, the thick of the, most, uh, of, of the biggest match probably uh, of the evening. Argentina versus Nigeria. And uh, uh, Messi, we, we talk about uh, we talk about people announcing themselves on on the World Cup stage. Messi finally announced himself on the World Cup stage. May that man? I mean, honestly, like he is one of the best players of the, this game that we love that's ever been. An incredible goal scorer, a scorer of incredible goals, remarkable consistency. Like Wenger once described him as a PlayStation player, like the ball sticks to his feet. I think I've seen him do things that you've never seen anyone do before or after with remarkable consistency. So it's, it's an incredible thing that such a man should have to prove himself on the World Cup stage. But he, that's what he had to do. And the goal he scored tonight, mate, I think 
it's not the best goal of the World Cup, but it might be my favourite. Just, mm. just because as the ball comes over the top from Benega, who uh, Masturano decided to put in the team, so because that's, that's who's picking the team, by the way. There is no way that Javier Masturano is getting in that team unless he's picking the team. <laughs> Let me tell you. Anyway, ball comes over the top from Benega, who by all accounts... Um, Messi requested be in the team. Uh, he and Benega grew up together in Rosario, played in the same league as kids before Messi was shipped off to Barcelona, played for the same youth teams and everything. Ball comes over the top. Mate, the touch on Messi's thigh to control that Beautiful. ball. Oh, Beautiful. You, I can't give it words, mate. You have to see it. It's so good. It's great. And when you watch it in slow motion as well, it's just, it does it justice, you know, because it goes from his thigh down to his foot and then into his path. And it's just so beautiful. It's just, it's art. It is art. And, and he's, he's capable of doing these things and he does them week in, week out for Barcelona. And I think today it, it wasn't only the goal. It was every time he got on the ball, it was, it was him, you know, it felt like it was him. And, and I feel that, that Messi, what Messi needs is, Yes, he needs to be the, the, the guy who's always on the ball. But he, he, it, more than any time tonight, I think it, it, it showed that he needs to be surrounded by a team who are playing as well and who don't rely on him, but who involve him all the time. Uh, and and that's, that's how uh, Argentina are going to be able to come out of this shell because, uh, you know, every, everybody wanted to see it, really. We want to see... Messi come through to the, to the next round. Uh, and so, um, and, and, and now we have it. Um, but yeah, look, let, let's, let's get straight to the game. Argentina obviously won the game 2-1 uh, against Nigeria. Feel a little bit for Nigeria. Uh, but, um, you know, on the balance of things, Argentina deserved this one, didn't they? Mate, I'm not finished describing Messi's first goal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but I was just one more thing I want to add about it is that the, the central defender who he gets the ball away from is like 22 and super athletic. Me Messi's what, 31 now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, and he does him for pace. He just about does him for pace. And then, yes. and then puts the ball in the corner, in the top corner at pace. With his wrong foot. With his wrong foot. That's right. Yes. Beautiful. It was. I, I, I enjoyed the celebration. You know, oh. it felt like he, uh, you know how he doesn't celebrate. He's very um, uh, mild mannered with these kinds of things. And he never really celebrates that much. But you could just feel it. You could the, the tension was just released, you know, and it was nice that it was was early on in the game as well for him to get it all out and to 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 have that confidence. Uh, what, what, yeah, you know, I I think I have to agree with you. Not the best goal that we've seen during this tournament, but uh, definitely a, a a real a, a real beauty, you know, a real a, a, a real. A real Real beautiful goal, the outpouring of emotion and the Argentina were playing and it was like, finally, this is the Argentina we wanted. Like it's still got its faults, but it's turned up. And then just before halftime, uh, Masturano, who's been, the, I mean, he was giving the ball away. He can't run. And then, mate, what did you think of the pen? Because obviously what happened is, is it was a coming together in the box. Uh, VAR reviewed it and it was a pen. I felt like the Nigerian player somehow kind of managed to fake the grappling. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he, it was, if you have a look at, at the incidents uh, that we are having on set pieces with the set pieces coming into the box, there's so many incidents. You need five referees on the pitch to have a look at the five different challenges which are happening on, on, on the, the different players. It's so difficult for him to do so. Um, but I remember listening to, um, uh, uh, to, to, to a report uh, on how England were, were doing this, you know, drawing the attention to the referee on how things were, you know, were, were going. And I think this is something that now in the future, if, you, if, if you're a defender defending a set piece, you're going to have to be really careful uh, because if the referee warns you beforehand and somehow the attacking player manages to get the attention of the referee, hey, look, this is what he's doing to me. Uh, you're going to have to be really careful because the referee is going to have his eyes on you. And I think Mascherano got done there uh, a, a little bit. Admittedly, he did have his hands on him, 
and there was there was a kind of tug, a kind of pull, but he was pulling away from it all the time. And it's it's funny to see Mascherano's uh, uh, reaction as well. He was he was telling the the referee to go and check the VAR, you know, and yeah. uh, and and then he did, and he was like, okay, thanks, it's a penalty. <laughs> so yes. so yes, um, and, and and yeah, and then Moses stepped up. What a uh, pen! Cool as a cool as a cucumber. Absolutely, uh, a, a lot of pressure on that penalty. Hardly any run up whatsoever. Just slotted it into the right side, and then finished it and topped it all off with a double, triple McTwist somersault celebration finish, uh, which uh, you know we hadn't seen yet. At this Mate, summer. he put more into that celebration than he did into the pen. <laughs> So true, so true. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, it was it was quite the celebration. These people, uh, surely they they learn. You know, you, there's a chance that you can injure yourself during these celebrations, and if you do it, you know, you could be in real shtuk. Mate, uh, um, case in point, uh, another Nigerian player, Celestine Babiaro. Do you remember Celestine Babiaro? Played for Chelsea for, for oh, quite yes. a few years. He um, mm-hmm. he famously, uh, I think, two three days after signing for Chelsea. Because he signed for them, but then had to uh, see out the rest of his contract, I believe. Um, and he did a, a, a over-the-top double McTwist flurry, packet of fries <laughs> and some dip, um, one of those somersaults, and uh, broke his leg ah. on the landing. So uh, not only does it happen, it happens to Nigerian players who play for Chelsea. So Moses was very close, I think, there. Yeah, a little bit of, uh, yeah, you know, these these uh, um, uh, double, triple McTwists that they've got going on from McDonald's are, 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 are you know, they, they're really going to have to look at these uh, and, and see what they do. I'm sure their manager is probably pretty darn right pissed off. I know I would be. You know, what are you doing? You know, it's just stupid. Uh, but he but he stuck it. He stuck the landing and uh, and he looked, uh, looked pretty good for it. Um, uh, I thought he probably could have taken one of his uh, teammates' heads off because they were that close to... Uh, 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 to the somersault itself, but uh, but yeah, back to the game. Uh, uh, sh- now, should there have been a second penalty for handball uh, by Rojo? Mate, uh, I'm going to say no, but that's because last night I said that Cedric Suarez is, shouldn't have been given as a penalty, and to me, correct. that's almost the same. So I think correct. both no. So I think tonight's decision was right, and yesterday's was wrong. Yeah, and and this will uh, uh, definitely start uh, uh, sort of opening the door, basically, for for this kind of stuff with VAR. And if you're going to, it's up to the the, the ref's discretion as to whether it was a deliberate handball or not. And, God, it's going to be... I think that's going to be a real a real sticking point because it it is in the rule book, isn't it? That if it's not a deliberate handball, then it's not a penalty, right? Isn't that right? Well, uh, then it's all about your favourite sentence in the English language, mate. The unnatural position of his hand. Oh God, Jesus Christ! It's such a stupid sentence, honestly. Unnatural, but oh, I, 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 you know, you got to challenge anybody to 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 be in the positions that some of these defenders are in when they're diving for a ball the classic one i i think of is when you're diving to cut out a ball with your legs because you're diving to cut out the cross and then as you're diving you slide across the turf and then the cross comes in behind you your arms are behind you because that's the momentum and then it strikes your arm and it's a penalty mate is it is it are we heading to an age where we have footballers with no arms i mean really let's just amputate the damn things and yep. then have them run, have them run around without. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or, or just as they're about to, to dive in for something, is because we see it now where they put their hands in behind their backs and they look a bit stupid, uh, putting their hands in behind their backs to try and cover for uh, uh, for, for a cross. So at least they've got their bodies in the way. Uh, but maybe that's it. Maybe they can have some kind of thing where they they you know uh, strap their arms in behind their backs or something uh, as they're going in for that one. Or oh, that's better than cutting them off. Well thought, clear, then, mate. Well, I was going to say, or well, clear amputation just before the match as well. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> very. I mean, if if we find ourselves in an age where we're able to just amputate and then after ninety minutes put them back on again, maybe yeah, we can mate, do that. Well, prosthetics. We should give them really, really, really good, high quality prosthetics that they have to uh-huh. take during the match. I think so. Let's let's uh, let's push for them to cut their salaries because their salaries are so blimmin' high anyway nowadays. Spend and then, that money on prosthetics. On prosthetics, absolutely. So the club will have like a pot 
for prosthetics and and that would have come out of let's say i'll just take 20 percent of of everybody's of everybody's salary you know or, problem or, you know, solved there you go move Done. on move on now at this point uh, uh argentina suddenly find themselves in a bit of a sticky situation because in the other match iceland ha- have have equalized uh, with with Gilfi, so we should really uh, sort of be doing these both at the same time. But uh, uh, um, uh, but it, it still felt as though Argentina had it for themselves, you know, that, for themselves to do. Like they needed to get that winner. They needed to get the the goal. And from the time that they scored the penalty to Rojo's winner right at the end uh, in the last 10 minutes, so about 80 minutes or so. From that time on, from in that period, I just, it, it felt like Argentina were going out. You know, even though they were knocking on the door all the time, they were pushing for it. It just felt like they weren't going to get that winner, didn't it? Yeah, the second half, they went back into their cage. I thought it looked very much like the performance against Iceland. It wasn't as bad as the Croatia performance. But they look stifled. They look unimaginative. They were playing almost with a with a with a front four in that second half with Messi and Higuain and uh, Pavon and Di Maria. Uh, Di Maria, I thought second half was terrible. First half, I thought he wasn't so First bad. First half, he was okay, but yeah. T- second t- half, yeah. it was it was really bad. But then I was looking at that front four when um, uh, Benega or or whoever had the the ball in centre midfield, and they were so static. Yes, they weren't no, moving. But- Absolutely. There was just no, you're right. Absolutely. There was no, admittedly, always very difficult to know when to move because you've got 11 players uh, in between you and the ball. You know, if you're, if you're on that back line, uh, the back uh, Nigerian line, yeah, you, you just, yeah, it's at, at that point, it's up to the wingers to start doing those moves and cutting inside so that they can get momentum with, 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 the, with the passes. And there's nobody better in the world than Messi at picking up that ball deep and having a look at, at uh, well, in, in, uh, in Barcelona, it's Abeloa coming in off the other flank, you know, and then suddenly he makes that darting move inwards and he's got the momentum to be able to play the ball in behind the, the defense. But Nigeria were defending so deep that it was very difficult to put those, uh, those balls in. But yeah, they were very, very static. Mate, and then, uh, the, then the winner did come. And the from the most unlikely come. of sources, not only was it from Marcus Rojo, okay, he's an unlikely source, but then Marcus Rojo's right foot, which Marcus <sighs> Rojo has described as, basically his swinger he never uses it because he doesn't trust it he doesn't know where the ball is going to go with it so he always 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 uses his left foot mate what a time to use your right foot (laughs) he could have used his left foot as well and tried to hit it on the outside of his left foot and really spanked it yeah yeah but instead he 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 used his right foot and he, he just angled it beautifully. He, he controlled the shots. And that was, that was what was so beautiful about it. There was no, he used the power from the cross and he just controlled it into the corner. He didn't use much power for it, controlled it into the corner with his wrong foot. Unbelievable. Um, and with that goal uh, came the crazy celebrations, of course. Particularly the crazy celebrations of... Um... Well, well, for, to Maradona, it's, if Messi is Jesus, if, sorry, for Argentina, if Messi is Jesus, Maradona is God, and God was swearing at Nigerian fans with his <laughs> fingers. Unbelievable. In case, in case you all missed it, and I think this is a fantastic moment, probably the moment of, uh, of, of the Argentinian tournament, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, it was just... It was, and you could just imagine the camera, cameraman going, okay, oh, yep, they've just scored. Well done. Cue Maradona. Cue Maradona. Where is it, Maradona? No, no, take it off, Maradona. Take it off, Maradona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the BBC commentator has this wonderful line. There's a different Maradona now. And then, like, just at that moment, Maradona gets out the double bird. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the man. Goes, Get off him. Get off him. Off. Cut. Cut, Maradona. Cut. <laughs> and let this be a lesson to all you cameramen and uh, uh, TV uh, uh, controllers out there, if you think that it might be good for viewing uh, uh, to put Maradona on TV at any point in time, think again, all right? Because you just, you just don't know what he's going to do. So uh, 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 him and Robbie Williams, they've, uh, yeah, they've, they've, <laughs> they've just done it for us, haven't they? Um, Mate, do you, think, do you think Maradona has gone, 
I'll show Williams who the washed up old has been, who, who <laughs> good it is. I'll give it a double bird. Poor Robbie. He doesn't know how to do it at all. You know, Sing, With your single finger flipping. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Williams. Go home. Beautiful. Oh, mate, it was a, it was a wonderful moment. I must admit, it was uh, 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 for all, for all the, the 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 fact that we absolutely hate him. Uh, uh, he, it, it, you know, and everybody does obviously hate him. A lot of people do hate him for what he does. Obviously, not in Argentina. They seem to adore him. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was ridiculous. Mate, I've been to football matches and I flipped the bird, stuck the middle finger up at various people. Who am I to tell Diego Armando Maradona that he can't? <laughs> absolutely, uh, and it. He was being held back as well by by his his motley crew, you know, to, uh, to uh, hold it back, hold it back. Because I, I think he, uh, one of the guys was actually holding him back when he was when he was flipping those double birds so that he wouldn't fall over the edge. Yes, 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 yes. That man is paid like... to keep Maradona alive. No, alive. <laughs> no, that's 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 how he earns his money. Did Maradona live today? Yes. Here's your money. Is Here's Maradona still alive? Here's some money. Is Maradona dead? Yes. No money for you today. Like, Sorry, that's, buddy. That's, that's it. Work. You can come to the funeral, though. Mate, what did um, we think of um, Sampaoli's, uh, A, his change of outfit? Uh, he, yeah. he, on our advice, he ditched that horrible shirt and blazer number and yeah. went for like a, 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 um, a, Man- a Manchester-inspired zip-up Adidas jobby. And then he just shot down the tunnel. He the did. The he did. I don't know if you saw it or not, but there were some, there, there, there were so many scenes of players talking to players as they were being brought on for substitutes or at halftime there was a shot of Messi in the tunnel uh, talking to all of the players like as if he was a captain like make sure that you, you you pass the ball over here and and shimmy in and shimmy out and give me the just give me the ball all right just give me the ball uh, and there were it, it just look I'm, I'm not one to speculate on these things until they actually do happen uh, but it does really feel like Sampaoli is 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 commanding a ship uh, with his hands tied behind his back and one of those black duct tape straps uh, things over his mouth as well and uh, he's got no control of it whatsoever they've slammed him down in the seat and they say just shut up you're going to be here because, like, you know, we don't want Diego. Uh, and, uh, you know, but you're, you're basically just going to be a memento uh, as we take on this World Cup uh, without a manager. So uh, it, it felt like it, you know. I mean, if you have a manager who is in, in, in key with his players, in touch with his players, you would expect 99% of the time uh, that the manager would rush onto the pitch with the players and celebrate. Uh, uh, go and congratulate the ref, go and congratulate the other teams and stay there and, and soak up that, uh, 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 that atmosphere because you could feel the Argentinian players just, whew, you know, their shoulders went down. They were so happy to be able to get through. But Sampaoli rushed off. He did, he did a bit of a Mourinho. Mourinho does this quite a lot as well. Uh, he, you know, when they win their matches, they, he, he just shoots off down the tunnel. And then he comes out and says that, it, oh, it was all about the players and stuff. But that's the way that Mourinho likes to celebrate anyway. He likes to do it in his own way. But I felt like, I feel like Sampaoli is not one of those people. Sampaoli is the kind of person who, who would go and celebrate with his players. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't look... Uh, doesn't look great for him. Doesn't look great. No, I doubt he'll have this job uh, at the end. At the end of the tournament, uh, mate, we need to um, cover Croatia, Iceland. Uh, we already talked about uh, Gilfi scoring yep. uh, a penalty. Uh, uh, from what I watched this game, and I have to admit, of my two-screen viewing, I was mostly on uh, <laughs> the Argentina-Nigeria game because that's where all the emotion was. But Iceland had plenty of chances. I feel like they might go home thinking. We kind of we kind of left that one go. Like it, it, it we could have had it. Yeah, do, I mean, do, do you feel like they had enough ch- enough chances? Was it it was it was it in the first half though that they had most of the chances? I think they or kind, they, they kind of yeah they had a couple in the first half, but I would have said they had two or three in this in the second half that they mm. um, and honestly down two their lack of technique is why they weren't able to take them nothing to nothing wrong with their industry or their tactics but just pure simple technique and i mean as you know i'm very glad they're going home after what they did to <laughs> but also you do as you know you do have to admire them and what they've done and and um 
there were, uh, they've got yeah. one yeah they've got one 40 million pound player and then a bunch of championship and league one players so the problem yeah. is is if the chances don't fall to Gilfie uh, yes yeah it's uh, it, and, and they did I, I particularly remember a beautiful crossover to the back post with that long haired guy is it number eight uh, one of uh, the number eight yes. another person and and he just uh he just fluffed it didn't he he felt it felt like when he got on the ball he just had no 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 power in himself and he just let the ball hit him and it just kind of went out you know strange Uh, thing for a viking to lack his power yeah very true and i'm gonna miss those beards you are mate you do love you do love those beards I do, I do. Especially Gunnison is is you know you know immaculate you know beard that was there. It was just, ah, it was just frothing. You know the beard right. was frothing. All right, yeah. mate, you're you're rambling about beards now. Should we move on to part two? All right, part two. Yes, I think that's a very good idea. What a wonderful match uh, or a couple of matches those were. Uh, we'll we'll come back in just a moment where we will uh, review Peru versus Australia and France versus Denmark. Uh, uh, so we'll uh, so just short break and we'll come back in just a moment. Cry for me, Argentina. Cry for me because you are still in. Forget all that bollocks about mad existence. Cry. Cry like a baby as we go into part two. back for part two uh where we will quickly review uh the uh the other two games uh, uh i believe in group oh crikey i keep forgetting c. what the group size is group c yeah the other one was group d wasn't it uh group c uh peru uh, versus australia and peru now i i sort of mentioned this yesterday uh, uh about australia peru beat uh australia 2-0 uh and uh yeah what do we have to say about that uh the yeah again we called it and called it we did um having called it i wasn't at all surprised by it i was very happy for peru um peru get two two for peru it was yeah enjoyable that they, they uh, i think deserve to go through this group they played some lovely football uh they brought great fans to the stadium and Australia did neither of those things. Both of Australia's goals in this tournament came from balls that they kicked at players' hands in the penalty area. Uh, and I think as a tactic that got found out, uh, the crew <laughs> players got their hands out of the way of the balls. Um, it was nice to see Guerrero um, put his cocaine, cocaine tee down and, uh, and score a goal. Uh, it, it felt it felt like he'd he'd done a little bit before the before the match though you know and uh, he was he was obviously up for it and uh, but by the end of the match it did look like whatever he was he'd taken before the game had worn off because uh, he played some terrible passes uh, when really he needed just to, to to place it in they could have scored three or four at the end uh, but Carrillo what a lovely goal for uh, for Carrillo <laughs> it was the first goal they'd scored in thirty eight years. Peru, so they hadn't been in the World Cup for 38 years, so this was their first goal in 38 years. Uh, so, um, but yeah, look, I, I was, I, I, being here in Australia, and um, uh, I, I, I did, I felt a little bit bad that the Australians were industrious. Uh, but there's, you know, there's been lots of complainings o- uh, o- over here, lots of lots of what ifs. Uh, but frankly, they were just disappointed, uh, disappointing. I think to, uh, I was very disappointed with, with with Aaron Moy's performance. To be honest, I thought too many square passes. He's he's done so well uh, uh, for for Huddersfield this year, and he's he's really come to. And I I I, I really thought he would be much better. Uh, on the ball and much more positive and I thought he was a little bit negative playing with his back to goal too far away from goal uh, and uh, and he just didn't perform for them mate I won't disagree with you um, mate I'm very very pleased to announce that uh, through some financial dealings of my own I have managed to secure the rights for this podcast to the audio highlights. So I've got the actual commentary of all the highlights of all the exciting things that happened during the France-Denmark game. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please, fire away. Okay, okay here we go. 
And that was it, mate. That, that was all of the highlights of France versus Denmark because nothing happened. Beautiful. Good stuff. France nil, Denmark nil. Mate, like, without putting it too, uh, too bluntly, it was fucking dull. It was really... Mate, that wasn't blunt enough. Go blunter. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know me. I do try to, I do try to control uh, myself uh, during these you're things. You're sugarcoating it. You're, su- it. you're sugarcoating it by calling it fucking dull. It was oh, worse than mate. that. It was just the most... Uh, anyway, uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, I actually saw an interview with one of the Danish players after the game and he looked so happy. I felt like shooting him. You know, I was just like, this, mate, no, you know, there's no... I know you've made it through and I know you're probably happy about that, but you've just managed to spoil the World Cup, quite frankly. 38 matches with no uh, uh, dull moments at all and well done. Well done, France and Denmark. Mate, if France go on to win the competition, they should apologise for that nil-nil. <laughs> well, mate, now we are into the last 16, or, or at least into the last 16 for these groups. Look at this. Argentina versus France. Oh, yeah. What? Mate, Juicy. Saturday, this Saturday, we oh. start. Mate, mate let, me, let me talk you through the menu for Saturday. I'm oh, going to start, start you off with a late brunch, a little bit of a... Little bit of, uh, Uruguay, ce Suarez, uh, and uh, <laughs> a little bit of Portugal uh, with uh, Mr. Ronaldo. And, uh, and then in uh, the afternoon, uh, I have for you the dessert, which is uh, France, where I am from, versus uh, Argentina. May! Sure. So much football on Saturday. It's going to be lovely. It's going to oh, be lovely, it- lovely football viewing. It really will. It's going to be what what a day that one is. But I think the the France Argentina's first. I think the France Argentina's one first. Is it? Uh, I don't care. Yeah. They go back to back. I don't care what order. Give it to me. They are going to be fantastic games. The other one uh, uh, from uh, from the the results from today's is is Croatia versus Denmark. And for all we we know, it'll probably be another nil nil. Thanks, Denmark. Um, now I know you like Ericsson and everything, but I'm sorry. You know, uh, it's, it's yeah. The, the, really, the main course is is on Saturday. We've got France versus Argentina, which is going to be fantastic. I think uh, uh, it's, it's we we we'll preview it a bit later. I think because we'll 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 need to talk a lot about it because it's such a fantastic match to come. And we've got Uruguay versus Portugal, uh, uh, as you mentioned uh, uh, as well for that. And the winners of those match, uh, the, those two matches, will play each other in the quarterfinal. Which means that let's just say, let's just say that Argentina beat France and Portugal beat Uruguay. We'll mm-hmm. be having Messi versus Ronaldo. Uh, so now you've said that, you know we're going to have Mbappe versus Suarez. Oh no! All right, okay. That's just uh, no thanks. Really don't. Mate, want to have they that. have they ever played against each other? Uh, National team on national. Obviously, they played Barca Real probably 150 million and one times. Yes. But have yep. they played against each other in an international competitive game? I don't believe they no. have. I think they've played each other on an international friendly game before. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I do seem to recall the two of them playing against each other. And yeah, international friendly, but not uh, uh, competitive. So this could very well be the first time. And uh, may if that happens, if that happens, shall we just yeah. say, all right. 20 of you, take a chill pill, sit down. We're going to make it little one-on-one, tiny little goals. You know, those little goals where the ball doesn't get a better heart. And yep. then just go, yep. 30 minutes, the pair of you go at it. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, mate. It would be great. It would be so cool. If, imagine if they actually decide, okay, let's just do it. And all yeah. 20 of them do move to the sides of the pitch. And we're all watching going, you can't be doing this. But they, yeah, they did it. Mate, yeah, as long as they don't do it on a full-size pitch, that would just be... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Well, because well, the two of them are not exactly, you know, lacking in pace. So to be able, yeah, it just takes a trick or two to get past one or the other and then, and then just rush off. Uh, but uh, knowing Messi, he'd probably take shots from the halfway line and stuff. So, uh, oh, they both would. Who knows what they would do? With, ah, will we ever find out? God, that would be great. Someone should just make that happen. When the two of them retire, just make it happen. And have, them play, happen. have, them, have them play for like a day. Just like oh. the two of them, all day. 
Oh, it would be an absolute gem. It really would be. Um, well, we've got that to, to, to hopefully look forward to, but there's a, there's a small matter of France for the Argentinians and Uruguay for the Portuguese, and they are by no means favourites, uh, neither one of those teams for, for going past. So uh, what a first uh, a couple of quarterfinals we have straight away. Amazing. It's going to be uh, – sorry, uh, last 16s. It's, it's, it's going to be incredible. Um, Right, okay, we'll take a short break and we'll come back with uh, part three uh, where we will preview the first of our games for Group F, uh, Mexico versus Sweden and Korea versus Tony Cruz in his collection of bastards. France versus Denmark was about as much fun as I have ever had, but I'm a computer-generated voice and I have never really had fun except that time I decoded myself. That was a hoot. So many ones and zeros. Here's part three. Right, we are back. Part three, and uh, uh, this is uh, this this is great. Uh, we, we've got an, an unbelievable group here. Uh, group F: Mexico versus Sweden, and Korea versus Germany. Uh, where, uh, oh, crikey, where can we start with this? This is uh, this is going to be an absolute. Should we just start with the permutations? Of, uh, of of what can happen the table mexico are on six points at the at the top so they they are in in the driving seats uh, uh so to speak uh germany and sweden find themselves on three points each and south korea uh are on zero points at the moment um but in this group anybody can go through still and mate crucially anyone can go out so Group yep. D was a lovely one because anyone could have gone through, but Croatia were already through. But the, I mean, it's unlikely. It's unlikely for, for I mean, South Korea have to beat Germany by two clear goals yep. and Sweden would have to lose to Mexico. So it's incredibly unlikely, but it's still possible. Also, mm -hmm. Mexico, who've been so impressive so far, won both of their games, could go out. I mean, if they lose to Sweden and Germany thump South Korea... Mexico could well be going home, which really doesn't seem fair. I mean, especially <laughs> when you think that Argentina have gone through with four points, right? They've gone through with yes. a, a, a scrappy draw against Iceland, a humiliation against Croatia, and then um, a, a really torrid, hard-fought victory against Nigeria. <laughs> and then Mexico, yeah. who've beaten the world champions and then seen off South Korea you know, fairly easily in their other game, could yep. go out. Yes, it's absolutely. It, it just all depends on, on Sweden, really, and, and which Sweden team turns up. Now, uh, we, we talked about it being too late to bring people back into it, but wouldn't this be a great time to bring Ibrahimovic uh, onto the scene? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like that Sweden team kind of privately hated him, and I'm glad he's gone. Uh, probably. Uh, he, he's, he's certainly a, a very cocky character. Yes, he's, a, he's, a, he's box office. It's a lot of entertainment, but yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and and selfish uh, uh, as well with uh, with these kinds of things. But uh, but this Sweden team, I don't know. Uh, it's just it, it's it's hard to get excited uh, with this Sweden team. Uh, a little bit hard, uh, but uh, but I think uh, you know they've. It was it was a shame because they came so close against Germany. Obviously, you know that was one hell of a match, and uh, really they 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 should have uh, they should have held out. We all know, and and it was it was it was very sad. Uh, but um, uh, but yeah, look, it's it's. I guess it all depends on whether or not uh, you know. Uh, uh, and turns up for this match and, and, and scores a couple and, and they hold off, you know, nice and strong. We've got uh, uh, Lindelof is back, not sick anymore. Uh, uh, and they've got Grandfather Grandfist around the back as well. So, you know, if they hold strong against Mexico and they sit back and they let Mexico do their attacking, uh, Mexico probably thinking, you know, we should really try and at least get, get a goal so that we can try and secure a point, even if Sweden come back with a late rally. We should be able to, 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 you know, even if they score, we might be able to get through with that draw. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's a dangerous game to play. I don't think Mexico can afford to, to be resting any players. Uh, so that, that's going to be a, a, a bit of a tough one. Uh, mate, I mean, you know, you, you and me are both, both on the same boat with this one. It'd be lovely to see South Korea somehow make it. Uh, that would be very good. But what would be better? Let me put, put this to you. Would it be better to, to see South Korea get through or to see Germany go out? 
Well, mate, we don't have to consider that because in order for South Korea to go through, they have to beat Germany and that pretty much puts the Germans out. So uh, I think the two things were, were, you know, if one's going to happen, the other's probably going to happen. Germany going out is the priority. Uh, (laughs) South Korea going through is a nice bonus to have. But yes, uh, Tony Cruz in his collection of bastards going home uh, is my first choice if, if I were to have such a thing. Uh, I think realistically what's going to happen tomorrow, I, I mean, just I'll do my prediction now. I think Mexico and Germany are both going to win. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say that I'm, I'm totally with you. We haven't seen enough from South Korea and we haven't seen enough from Sweden to, to show that they, they've got anything capable to be able to come through. I mean, it's strange because we could say the same about, about Argentina uh, as well, but we knew that they've got that potential within them. You know, it's just like a bubbling volcano, whereas these guys are more like a, uh, uh, well, just, I don't know. Well, they're certainly not a bubbling volcano, are they? They're just No, mate. Uh, I mean, what would it take for South Korea to beat Germany? So... The Germans could all come down with food poisoning out of Tottenham that time they ate the lasagna. Mm. Um, even then, Son Heung-min's probably going to have to have the game of his life and score four. Uh, Manuel, yeah. Manuel Neuer to handle the ball outside the area in the first minute for a ball over the top. That could make it tasty. Mm. And then him getting sent off and them yes. having to replace... Uh, oh, not Mesut Ozil, because we want him to play. Um, uh, <laughs> Cruz, take Cruz off. Take Cruz off. Smart. I like it. Joachim Lowe's made some strange decisions already in this World Cup, so uh, that might be another one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, something like that could happen. The World Cup has seen stranger things. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm afraid I'm with you on those predictions. Uh, Mexico and Germany to to go through on this one. All right. Okay. Look, uh, that's uh, that's Group F. We'll take a, a, a quick break and we'll come back and we'll preview the next group, Group E, which is extremely tasty as well. Uruguay are going to play Portugal. The bastards will do battle. Pepe versus Luis. Foot versus teeth. Crazy versus crazy. I can't wait. But instead, I have to listen to part four. And welcome back to part four uh, of Born Offside. Uh, like us on Facebook uh, uh, and uh, like our podcast and recommend it to some of your friends. Oh, man, the Twitter's back up. The Twitter's back up. Twitter is written to me today. The Twitter's back up. Off, at Twitter. Offside Born. At yeah. Offside Born. Tweet at us. Not Born Offside. Offside Born. Tweet at us. We are no longer considered to be dangerously underage by the likes of Twitter. <laughs> I don't think you actually ever told anybody about that, isn't it? But you put the wrong age in, didn't you? So, uh, uh, yes, you, you, I may yeah. have. Well, <laughs> well done, well done. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, there's, uh, we, we've got this. Uh, we've got a fantastic group, Group E here uh, uh, with uh, Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and Costa Rica in this group. Um, we've got the Samba Boys versus the Thugs. And uh, uh, we've got uh, the clockmakers versus the coffee uh, uh, grinders. So, uh, what uh, what's our prediction for uh, for this one? What do we reckon, mate? This is, this is a taste. It's not quite all four teams could go through. All four teams could go out because Costa Rica are already out. Although mm. Costa Rica are the only team in the tournament who have yet to score a goal. France obviously are yet to score a good goal but they have scored some goals. Um, but Costa Rica haven't even got a bad goal like that one, what Pogba scored. So, um, but getting back to the, to the main dish, which is Brazil, Switzerland, and Serbia. Uh, Brazil and Switzerland obviously have four points, so Serbia just behind on three. Serbia play Brazil. So uh, Brazil, if uh, Brazil get a draw, that's going to be enough to take them through. Although uh, they're probably going to want to win in order to top the group. Although topping the group could mean that they play Germany, uh, well, you know we'll not find that out in, until the until the the morning games are are over. Over, yep. Switzerland, you would have thought will probably be able to beat Costa Rica, but you know it's never a given. Switzerland are not exactly a team that's full of goals. They are a team that's kind of defence first. So, are they full uh, of shit? Yes, full of yeah. pubes. full of lots yes. of pubes. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know, mate. I think I think the Serbia like like an attack a bit too much. They've got the SMS. They've got Mitrovic. Um, they've got some very very slow old defenders. Uh, Branislav Ivanovic. I'm looking at you. Who? Um, so you would have thought with the likes of Coutinho and Neymar and Douglas Costa and Willian that that Serbian backline is going to get a roasting. Uh, yes. But, but I don't know, Serbia, Colorado, they've got some weapons there. I, and I also wonder about the mentality of this Brazil team. So, oh, I don't know, Brazil could go out. We haven't had a big team go out. We've had some shocks, right? We've had Croatia spanking yep. Argentina. We've had Germany losing to Mexico. We've had some individual shocks. But as of yet, we haven't had a big boy sent home. Pretty much everyone we've expected to go through has gone through, with the possible exception of Egypt. But that's not a huge controversial thing. Uh, I mean, Russia doing quite well is our biggest actual surprise. So, uh, yeah, yeah, could be here. Could be it. Could be Group E. Well, I mean, would that be uh, statistically one of the first times that they wouldn't have made it out of the group stages? Brazil are the only team to have participated in every single World Cup so far. So they're always in it. Um, but I don't know what the uh, what the stats are and whether they've made it through the, to. Past the first round of, of uh, uh, of every World Cup, so that would be an interesting I, one. To I fi- I'm pretty sure that in '66 they didn't get out of the group, and we know who did get out of the group in '66. Uh, oh, they didn't make it out of the group in '66. Oh, okay, I'm going to look that up. You you okay. um, you natter on about what you think is going to happen in the first <laughs> Serbia game, and I'm going to look up uh, what happened to Brazil in 1966. Well, I I, I think that uh, uh, the Serbs the Serbs uh, you know I've uh, I've got a couple of good friends who are, who are from Serbia, and I know that they're going to be uh, obviously extremely nervous about this. Um, a draw is not really enough to take them through because we've got to assume that Switzerland are going to beat uh, Costa Rica uh, or even draw against Costa Rica. Um, so a, a draw is simply not enough for Serbia. Uh, it might not be surprising to see like one all, one all in both of these. And if that's the case, then it's exactly as we were. Brazil and Switzerland would go through and Serbia wouldn't. But I almost feel like Serbia, uh, Serbia need to go through like I I, I I do want Serbia to go through um, but I also want Brazil to go through so uh, as, as sort of the, the, the brotherhood of Portugal type thing uh, uh, for us it's we, we do have an, an affinity there I think Brazil are my ninth favorite team uh, so uh, so yeah so they're, they're definitely on my list there somewhere and and it's it's and I think it's uh, you know uh, it would be sad to see uh, uh, the likes of uh, Neymar and Coutinho go home early. So um, uh, uh, it's it's it seems to me that uh, you know it's it, it has to be Brazil, but uh, but the expectation on Brazil to to go through is is very very high, and I would not put it past Serbia to do a Croatia on Argentina. Uh, this has all the hallmarks, you know, uh, two countries from from uh, very similar areas of the world who play in very similar ways with very similar styles and when you look at what uh, what Croatia did to uh, to Argentina you 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 wouldn't put it past Serbia coming out and and SMS really putting on one heck of a show uh, to, uh, uh, to to score one t- and then two and three on on the break as well but I think Brazil are a slightly different proposition uh, to uh, to Serbia than Argentina were to Croatia in that they are a little bit stronger, uh, a little bit more reliable, a little bit more dependable. And um, look, I, I'm I'm gonna go for a Brazil win here. I am. I know that my my Serb friends will not be happy with me me doing so, uh, but I think I'm gonna go with a Brazil win. I think they'll score early. Uh, I think they'll score in the, in in the first half. Um, and maybe it's sort of 30 minutes or something. Uh, and then there will be a, pe- a period of time when Serbia will try to, to get back at them, maybe at the beginning of the second half. And they need to try and score at the beginning of that second half if they're going to actually do anything with it. But I reckon Brazil will, will hit them on the break and then they'll score a second and then maybe a third. So it'll be like the reverse of the uh, Croatia versus Argentina match. I think Brazil uh, will have too much for Serbia and they'll win it 3-0 is what I'm going for. May uh, news update: Brazil did indeed fail to get out of their World Cup group in 1966, where wow. they were where they were out qualified by Hungary and a little country called Portugal, <laughs> who, who beat them th- beat them three one in their final game. 
with Eusebio at that point in time, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, God bless his soul. Um, yes, he's, uh, yeah, he was. He was our, uh, uh, our Black Panther and our, uh, one of our sort of golden, golden boys, really. Um, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Look, could this be a repeat? What, 40 years on, 50 years on now? Uh, so uh, 50, 50, uh, 66 years ago, isn't 60, it? Is it 66 years ago? 1966 yeah. over to listen yeah, well, that's two right. idiots two math <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't do podcast on mathematics all right that's, that's the only reason why is that we can't do it oh dear um <coughs> well it was it was about half a century ago uh there you go uh that was the last time that brazil didn't make it out of the group stages so it would be a real shock here i mean if you can if you can imagine it you know i mean who would have said beforehand uh, that Switzerland and Serbia would be the two countries to go through in this 52. group. 52. 52 years you've been doing the calculations. Well done, you. Well, well done, you. God. Um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. So, yeah, so I'm going to go for a Brazil win. I think they're going to win uh, 3-0 versus Serbia. And then that will make uh, uh, the results for the Switzerland-Costa Rica uh, uh, completely useless and pointless anyway. But I think Switzerland are obviously going to have a little bit too much for Costa Rica. Costa Rica, like you said, haven't scored a goal. Uh, and uh, with their two uh, um, troublemaking uh, 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 attacking forwards in Shakiri and... Um, uh, oh, he's not an attacking forward, is he? Uh, well, Shakiri is, uh, but uh, uh, Shaka, Granite, uh, uh, I reckon they'll have too much for Costa Rica. Fair enough, mate. Let's mm. let's hope that we're we're surprised. I look forward to being surprised, and just if everybody's in a little bit of jeopardy for a little while, that'll keep me happy. <laughs> We've had so much excitement already in all of these that I reckon this one will not disappoint as well. I think uh, out of those two uh, uh, groups and uh, with the matches for those two, uh, yeah, look, there's, there's already so many beautiful ingredients in there. Uh, I reckon that it's, it's, we're, we're going we're gonna to be in for some kind of uh, drama, as we always do. Uh, for these games so um so yeah with that i think uh, i think we've drawn uh today's podcast to a close in probably record-breaking time i should imagine yes uh, we didn't uh, spend 45 minutes on one match today <laughs> that was probably there yeah, there you go we, we at least that at least that uh, uh, uh dave do you have anything else to add before we uh, uh before we, we we take off no tweet at us like us on facebook share us with your friends uh, oh, and there's actually, we do have one important thing. We won't be back tomorrow due to logistical reasons. Uh, we won't be back tomorrow, which means that we won't be able to preview the England game, which is all right because it's kind of pointless anyway. Um, but we will be back the day after, which we will, where we will review the, um, uh, which game we're going to review the, the England-Belgium game and also the games involving Colombia and Senegal and uh, not Poland because they're out, but they'll be playing, but they're out. And Japan, that's the other team. Japan, yes. Uh, so and we were back and we'll review those, review those games uh, and, and have a little bit of a preview of the round of 16, which by then we will know all about. Absolutely. And that will be lick-lipping. <laughs> Mate, go, go, go off and sleep. I think I, do. I need it. I need some sleep. I'm out of here. All right, thanks again. See you all in a couple of days' time. Bye. And we're finished. Mercifully short. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Tell Rio Ferdinand how bad his media career is. Have a cup of tea. Three, four.